The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. Okay, we're talking about recovery housing. This is Mike Todd with the Recovery First podcast and seems to be quite a bit of buzz about this recovery housing. I'm going to say this, 30 years ago when I came into recovery, there were no recovery houses. It was basically just done organically. Okay? So someone would be at a meeting They would be homeless, and we'd all get together and say, okay, how can we help this guy? How can we help this kid? So it happened for me. I was going to meetings. I was homeless. I was living out of my car. And they all got together, and they said, well, you know, these guys over here have a a bed or a room or whatever that he can rent. And they had rules. You cleaned up after yourself. You didn't use drugs. You stayed clean and sober. You had, a, you had to have a sponsor. You know, there were things that you had to do. And that in itself spun into what we know of today has become an industry. The recovery housing, recovery residence, residence sober living industry. And so now there's a lot of interest around it. Suddenly, it, you know, there's a lot of interest around it. And it's probably because... Part of this is because, uh, of, of course, of the opioid crisis. The need has very much blown up. But what has happened as a result of this is we have an industry that has no oversight, that has no certifications process. You know, just like any other industry, there are oversights. There are regulations. There are none with recovery houses. Anyone can open up a recovery house. It doesn't matter. And what this has done is it has caused a lot of exploitation, okay? A lot of abuse, a lot of just uh, taking advantage of a very vulnerable population. Now, what I will say is there is a bill in the South Carolina House to, for a voluntary certifications process, okay, which in the, in the, thing that that will involve is a certifying committee, a certifying body, and it will also be mandatory that if you get any kind of referrals from the judicial system or South Carolina, any kind of government offices, detox, county detoxes, county authorities, county providers, that you have to, one, be certified, and two, you have to work with medically assisted treatment. Now, If you're a recovery housing operator and you want to know more about this, I'll be glad to talk with you about it. 
Because what's happening as a result of this, and I'm going to tell you, I don't. I, I, it, it's okay for me to say this. I'm an authority on recovery housing, okay? Uh, I'm an expert. And, and it's okay for me to say that because, one, I grew up in it organically. And two, I've been doing it for 10 years. And I started one from the ground up. If you didn't get up, at five o'clock in the morning and drive drive a bunch of people in a van to work, if you don't know what it's like to get a call at three o'clock in the morning and have to get up and go figure out what to do with a kid after he's had a reoccurrence, if you don't know what it's like to go to funerals for overdoses, if you don't know what it's like boots on the ground with this, then I'm really not interested in what you have to say. I will listen to you. I will respect your opinion, but I do not I do not believe that you should proclaim yourself as an authority or that you should proclaim yourself to be an expert just because you sit on a certifying committee or because you whatever it may be. If you've never run a recovery house a day in your life, I'm not interested in your expert advice. What you may need to be doing is talking to people who have done this day in and day out. And I will say this, that discussions are being had, bills are being written up, certifications committees are meeting, and there is little involvement from those who run recovery housing, who do it day in and day out. The people who started it with their own money and their own time, because guess what? There's no funding. In South Carolina, there's no funding for recovery housing operators. So this is the bottom line, and, and, I'm, and I'm gonna say this, and it may piss some people off, okay? But I don't think, I don't think that this would be happening to any other group of people. I'm gonna say it. I think that this involves stigma, and I think it involves discrimination. Because to be meeting and to be writing up bills and to be having all these meetings and these certifications committees and, and, and telling us what you think we should be doing without us in the room is absolutely wrong. Could you imagine having meetings about minorities and drawing up bills about minorities or any other group of people and not having them in the room or drawing up bills that revolve around teachers? And not having any input from teachers or having their involvement in it, do you think that would be right? I think not. And so, with that said, I will. I want to speak to my recovery housing operators. I don't know if they're going to hear this, but here's the thing: I've sent that bill out to people, and I've had very little response. So, if you want to get involved and you want to have your voice heard, you got to stand up and do it. And I understand it's hard when you're getting pushback from people who have never done this a day in their life, but we have to stand up. And there's some things that we all need to change. There's some exploitation going on. There are things that need to change. This is a vulnerable, vulnerable population. And again, I think it revolves around stigma. Would we allow people to be treated in the way that some of these places are treating people? Absolutely not. This is a conversation that we've got to have, folks. And if not, 
Don't get pissed off when things just pop up. When this bill gets passed and someone's telling you, no, you've got to work with medically assisted treatment in order for you to get people from, say, the judicial system. I don't want to hear it because I said it. Now, I get it. I'm a proponent for helping people. Our program works with people with medically assisted treatment. So why don't we get the proper information to providers about medically assisted treatment? What is, what is wrong? I, absolutely, I think it's wrong to leave any population out, any population out. There is no other disease that we actually tell people how to use their medicine or whether they shouldn't use their medicine. No, we allow them to follow a doctor's advice. I'm not going to get all in that, but here's the thing. We've got to speak up as recovery housing operators. We've got to speak up. And I get it. Just because you're in recovery doesn't make you a recovery housing operator. I will say this. I am sorry that people are losing children, but just because you lost a child doesn't make you an expert. Just because you helped your husband get in recovery housing doesn't make you an expert, okay? It gives you a right to voice to experts, but that it doesn't make you an expert, okay? What makes you an expert is lived and worked experience, lived and worked experience in running a recovery house day in and day out. So I just want to, I know this has been kind of a sort of a little rant, and, but, but you know what? It's time, it, the bottom line is, it's time for people that are in recovery and who have suffered from mental illness to have a voice. I'm going to tell you this. Don't feel like I've had a voice in this. As a person in recovery and as a person who, who has started recovery housing, my wife and I bought a building ourselves. We financed it. We bought that building because we wanted to do this. There was a need. We want it, but we have skin in the game. If you don't have skin in the game, come on, man. Come on. So anyway, I want to just get this out here. Um, Recovery First podcast is on Thursdays at 7.05. Uh, join us. We're going to talk about this issue. If you want to know more about this bill, if you want to know about more about what's going on, please contact us. Contact me. I'll be glad to have a conversation with you. Hope to see you soon. And uh, thanks for uh, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Mike Todd with the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association. I would like to thank Challenges, Inc., the Recovery Advocacy Project, and the Clinton Foundation for helping us get in the locks on to all recovery houses in South Carolina.